0: Gorgeous listeners! It is so great to have you all back for another edition of Throwing Shade. Alan, Alan, how you doing?
1: Baruch Hashem,
0: Baruch Hashem, amazing! So excited to be back in it. Um, and we haven't been out in the world since Passover, which was nine years ago at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so um, feels like, we're like a gonna, really long it time. It feels like forever. So it is time to get back in. And I understand that we are talking about wings today, which I'm super psyched about.
1: Yeah, before we got into the whole Pesach episode and before Pesach happened and all this other stuff, we had started just starting talking about the form that the bodies of Shadim take or could take. Yeah. So today we'll talk about wings. Let's do it. Um, And I should give this one caveat is that, you know, usually we try to stick to some pretty mainstream sources, at least. Sources people might be familiar with. Yeah. We might get there a little bit today, but it's pretty obscure at this for, for this particular topic.
0: Okay. I'm down.
1: Um but let's let's see what happens. Okay. Um so right. So um for example, the first source for today is something called the Shiure Tahara. Okay. But I don't which, know what that is. No, no, it's that's you shouldn't. There's no reason why you wouldn't <laughs> There is know. no reason for you to know that, Miriam. Um, but <laughs> They bring from from Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer, which is a relatively well-known.
0: That's a thing. There's
1: there's like a tiny footnote in that safer. Uh The question there is about wings. Yeah. And it says in that footnote that the sum, if you remember from a few episodes back, actually several episodes back, there's this one particular shade who is so destructive that many Jews, myself included, will not even say their whole name. Some people won't even say Sam, which is just part of the name. Right. Um, it's, um, they'll, they'll, they'll spell it, they'll say Samech Mem, the Samech mem, right? So wow. this particular extremely destructive shade, yeah, says in that little footnote, has 12 wings. Wow. Okay. Now think about that for just a moment, because what do we know about Malachim? What do we know about angels?
0: That they have several sets of wings.
1: Cor- well, how many? Like for, so, so you don't well, have to answer. three
0: to my understanding, right? Like, Several, there's
1: three th- pairs. Three pairs, right. Right. So, if Malachim have three pairs equaling six total, uh-huh. and the sum has 12.
0: 12 wings total? Yeah. Six well, pairs? Yes. So, twice as many as an angel? Yes. Math.
1: Very good, Miriam. <laughs> yeah. Feeling but good. We'll about get itself. there. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Um,. In fact, this is also part of that footnote that all the Malachim which we learn from the Navi shaya from the prophet isaiah okay um it, that they each have six wings um that's what one thing that one thing that separates this particular shade the psalm from angels, okay okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: we're gonna get more detailed in a moment, but um the Shach, who uh
0: <laughs> is a guy I looked up. Hold thank on, you. <laughs> hold on. Rabbi Shabtai Hakohen, who was one of the early Achronim, which I think is funny because he's one of the early lates, um, and really? lived in Vilna in the early 1600s.
1: Shkaich, thank Apparently you.
0: known for his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, the yes. code of Jewish law. Yes. Thank you. Chabad.org.
1: But <laughs> yeah. but like many halachists, he was also You know, because it's written about in all these rabbinic texts, he was also commenting on Shedim and malachim and and various things like that, sure, as well. Is not just halachic, not just the the rational side, you know, we think of rather as the rational side. So, he also weighed in and he says that the malachamaves, which is the angel of death, yeah, who sometimes gets equated or conflated with um, the psalm. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily the same, but sometimes they get conflated. Okay, um, has eight wings. Okay. Okay. So now we're we got we got I'm holding
0: a lot of numbers in my six, head. Twelve this is and now eight. Deeply uncomfortable for me. Please move on. <laughs> okay, fine.
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying to go slowly for you, but here's the thing. You should go faster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But here's the here's the other thing. Yeah. Is so we, so. Why? Why is it important that the Malach has eight wings? So, at the end of davening erev Shabbos, and also in Shabbos morning,
0: okay,
1: Musaf Shabbos. So, the end of say- prayers
0: on Friday night, or after Saturday morning, yeah,
1: right. We say a special paragraph, uh, Talmide Chachamim Marvim Shalom Ba'Olam. Um, okay. Which actually, so, it's, it starts, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Amar Rabbi Hanina. It's, it's from the, it's from Brachis. I'm saying a lot of Hebrew. Yeah. You want to take over? <laughs>
0: so these dudes said <laughs> that yeah. people who learn Torah stuff increase uh, peace or wholeness in the world.
1: Right. In this paragraph, we're talking about peace. Shalom and Shalva are the terms that are used throughout this paragraph. Yeah. Um, we're talking about peace. And the words shalom and shalva mm-hmm. appear, according to the shach, in that paragraph eight times. Okay. The reason why it appears eight times is each time you say shalom, mm-hmm. it makes one of the Malachim wings heavier so that it can't fly and affect
0: cool. it.
1: Here's the thing, though. Wow.
0: You're like weighing down the angel of death with peace. Correct. What a cool image. Right. Someone needs to do like a statue of that. Wouldn't that make an amazing like piece of public art?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: okay. Action item folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everyone go build a bronze statue. I mean,
1: except for that we can't actually make images. That's another thing. So
0: of the Malachamavits? Of the angel of death? Why not?
1: Uh, okay, don't get I feel like I we should could do not, that.
0: We should like <laughs> Okay, different discussion. Raven, I understand.
1: What not? Okay. Ugh. So, um <laughs> So, here's the thing though. Yeah. is um there's there seems to be a little bit of a math issue. Oh god. Because okay. says so <laughs> It's not a hard one. Don't worry. Okay. it's counting. Okay. Okay. Um So, um, but there are those who say only seven of his wings
0: can be weighed down with Shalom.
1: Right. Why? Why? If you count in the paragraph, it actually only appears seven times. So the rabbis
0: couldn't count is what you're saying.
1: Um, well, the shach specifically, I think is who we're talking about here. So, okay. But, but he could, it's not that he couldn't count. He could be saying that there are. First of all, his Nusach could have been different. Yeah, it could have been a different Nusach. It could
0: have been a different... uh, How do you define... We've defined Nusach before. Like, I don't know. Uh, Set of the prayers. The the wording might be a little different. The tunes might be a little different, depending on the tradition that you come from. Yeah.
1: Sure. Okay, so that's one possibility. Another possibility is that um, saying it seven times could Mm -hmm. still possibly weigh down eight wings.
0: I feel like if you're an eight-winged creature and seven of those wings are incapacitated, you're probably not going anywhere.
1: Correct. Yeah. But what are the implications? None of this, by the way, is any of the sources. We this should be for the next part of our of our of our episode here. I just want yeah, to no one cares. Set it Keep up. going. I want to set it up. Yeah. What are the implications uh-huh. for weighing down all of the wings of the Malachimavas?
0: That's probably not good, right?
1: So it's something to discuss. For sure. I just wanted to set that up. Okay, fair enough. Um, And I want to add one last piece. Yes. In case we are worried about these 12 and 8-winged demons out there where the angels only have six or so. That's all I think about. Yes. The last piece goes like this. Mm -hmm. Um, Rashi yes, in Yechezkel comes and explains, so there are a certain cast of angels of Malachim called Chayois. And these chayot, chayot, yeah, yeah. These chayot are, um,
0: which just means like living being, right? that comes from uh, like it's much. It's actually live. much
1: more involved than that. Again, not. But for we're now.
0: gonna go with my <laughs> okay, simple, okay. <laughs> <laughs> whatever translation for the sake of the oh, conversation. Oh sure, yes, okay,
1: all right. Um, th- uh, yes, these are super important malachim. Okay, that are. In charge of Hashem's merkava, right? They're 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 okay.
0: They're in charge of God's not, what often not, gets translated as chariot, right?
1: Not not in charge. It's not the right way to say it, but they are, you know, involved in it. Let's they're the say. footmen. Sure. They're the. um
0: What are they, the <laughs> the what, bellboys like? What whatever are they? they are, they are malachim. Okay. Yes, they're <laughs> angels. Excellent angels. Very important.
1: And says Rashi that they each have 248 wings and um
0: that is a heavy chariot
1: well the the are a really light one because they're being powered by the wings of 248-winged creatures <laughs> okay anyway 248 is not an insignificant number it's the number oh. of positive commandments yeah there's 613 mitzvahs 248 of them are that we should do, yeah. as opposed to the three hundred sixty-five negative ones that we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Two hundred forty-eight also corresponds to the number of uh, parts, individual parts of a human body. Right. And, and
0: there's something about the Shema too, right?
1: Um,
0: like the Shema has two hundred forty-eight something that corresponds to the two hundred forty. Am I missing? No, you could
1: be right. You could be right. One I'm, of our
0: uh, listeners will figure it out and tweet us. Thanks, guys. Y'all are the best. <laughs> Okay. Okay, cool. Let's pause there because there is so much math happening in my head that I think I'm going to break a little bit. Okay. Okay, so let's do a quick summary of some of the important numbers <laughs> from our from our discussion so far. Okay. So we have... Angels typically have six wings.
1: Which we get from the prophet Hishaya.
0: Yes, which comes from the description in Isaiah. Right. Great. Okay. The angel of death, the Malach Hamavit, has eight wings.
1: Right. Who is sometimes conflated with the Sam, which is a right. particularly A-L. egregious right. shade.
0: Okay. Yeah. So this nasty shade probably also has eight wings and they get... But... But...
1: Says the Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer uh-huh. that... He has 12 wings.
0: Ah, okay. So somebody thinks he has even more. Correct. Great. Are those the important numbers? Did I miss anything?
1: Two more things. Okay. Real briefly. Yes. Some, so Rashi explains that each of the Chayois, which are other Malachim, other angels, each have 248 wings. Right. So they they would beat up all of the Shadim. Yes. No problems.
0: You should see the other guy. Yeah. Right.
1: And we... When the, in order to protect against the Malachim Mavis with eight wings, mm-hmm. on Shabbos, we dive in the word Shalom eight times in this particular paragraph right? to weigh down each of the wings. Ugh, shalom, Such one cool for each lineage. of the wings of the Malachim Mavis. Okay, great. Um, yeah. So, I think what, so in terms of takeaways, I think one super important takeaway is somehow clearly wings for Shadim and for Malachim is a s- 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 power symbol symbol of some kind of power
0: sure so I'm kind of working under the assumption that these are not like chicken wings or penguin wings or whatever that are just sort of (laughs) decorative (laughs) that are more I'm sure penguins use their wings for something but they can't fly right like there are birds that have wings and do almost nothing with them right like there's there's some sort of ability that's associated with these wings well power mobility there's sort of a grandeur about it strength
1: okay um, but not all wings are used for flying in that description that we get from Yeshaya about the six wings. Oh, that's true. Right. Only two of them are actually used for flying. Right. Two are used for covering the eyes or face of the Malach and mm-hmm. two are used to covering the legs.
0: The, the quote unquote legs. Yes. Sure. Right. Okay.
1: Well, Leg singular, but yeah, whatever. Right. Um,
0: Okay. So, do we know what the case is with demons? For, if they're using, if, if the Psalm in particular is using those eight or 12 wings for flying, or if there are other uses?
1: That's an excellent question. I don't know, but I do know that with um, at least some of them, the word that's used is, um, is, yeah, right? So, like, um, so it's, 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 it's like an ya'ar air. Is like a, like a, like a, like a awakening, right? Um, like from. Oh, air. like
0: heat or like wake yeah. up, like, hmm.
1: Which, by the way, we also say Friday night. Yeah. Um. Hmm. um so.
0: Uh, Wait, so the wings are associated with awakening. Give me a little bit more context here.
1: The hachbid ches knafav, to weigh down, to to make heavy. Okay. Right. The eight wing, eight his eight wings, Mm -hmm. so that he shouldn't be awake and moving around and flapping around above Mm. when we're davening. Mm. Right?
0: Mm.
1: That's interesting.
0: Okay, okay, great. So this is going back to that concept of weighing down the wings of the Malach or of, I guess, the Sam. Um, Which also, I mean, it sort of reminds me that also there are depictions of... God as the sort of feminine indwelling presence of the shekhinah, where you talk about Kanfe shekhinah right? Mm-hmm. Like the wings of the shekhinah as being this sort of um, protective, sure. encircling, sure, right? So,
1: so another that's just another use of of wings, right?
0: Right, but they all seem possible to, use, right? So there's so hmm. Okay, that's interesting. And I think that's, I feel like that's another case where, you know, we've talked a little bit about kind of the way the upper realms and lower realms sort of echo one another and balance one another out. And so I think there's, there's something interesting about those, those wings either being a sort of encircling or protective force and also being really kind of dangerous and powerful.
1: Well, dan- powerful for sure. But also in terms of uses, right? Like just to bring this part of the conversation back full circle. hmm. So a, you know, you mentioned protection, but also we also mentioned flying and covering,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? These are other other uses. But like wings are used by penguins for swimming, and like <laughs> I'm
0: not convinced. I don't think they need them at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And by chickens Love for penguins. I don't even
1: know, but protection maybe I don't know. But like right, um, but yeah, I'm saying like we humans who don't have wings attached to our bodies necessarily, right? Naturally. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, um, might not necessarily know all the uses that could be for wings. Mm, um, fair point. And especially since we are physical beings and our only experience is physical. Mm-hmm. Again, I need to just caution that what we're talking about are spiritual beings, right? Who are using these these things, wings mm-hmm. for spiritual purposes that even would be beyond our our experience and therefore our comprehension.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Interesting stuff. Getting into all of the particulars of, you know, what would the demon Vanity Fair look like? What sort <laughs> of fashion would they be displaying with their eight or twelve wings? That's uh, too much. All <laughs> the, puddle- I, it's totally fair game. Everything's on the table. All right. Thanks, Alan. That was cool.
1: Again with the g- images.
0: All right, Shade Throwers. We got a particularly cool question from our listener Emil recently, who asks: Is there a Jewish tradition of demons granting wishes/slash making deals? Was thinking about it recently and thought it might all be from Christian sources. So, um, first of all, Emil, thank you very much for the question. Always awesome to hear from our gorgeous listeners. Alan, what do you have to say?
1: Um, yes, thank you again. That's a great question, Emil. Um, just so I understand the question, though. Is this asking sort of like devil went down to Georgia kind of thing? Like, <laughs> I you know, hope so. <laughs> like, you know, Robert Johnson legend kind of selling thing your
0: like, soul to the devil, be able to play guitar.
1: Yeah. Is that like, is that what I think I'm trying to answer here? Or is this like something like. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> yes. This right. is
0: definitely asking, is there a Jewish equivalent of devil went down to Georgia? And do Shadim play fiddle?
1: That's not what. That wasn't in the question. That is my question. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to answer Emil's question. Okay. Um. So, is there? The answer is yes. Mm. There is plenty of it. Yeah. Um. I would um, point. I would point any interested listeners to a number of places. The best the most abundant i would say would be the folk stories yeah for sure um the stuff that isn't necessarily codified in the rabbinic literature but mm-hmm. you have stories from europe from 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 western europe from eastern europe you have from the you know from from turkey from yemen you have all these uh, pretty much anywhere where jews lived there are stories about shading mm-hmm. and many 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 of those involve direct contact between a human and a shade where, wherein the shade is trying to uh, trick the human for something.
0: Right, to help them get something that they want, but at what cost?
1: Correct. Yeah. Exactly. The
0: classic fairy tale conundrum.
1: Right. Um, and so the answer, that's that's the sort of part of the answer, right? Christian sources was another part of that. but Yes. But um, I, I also, before we get there, I would also point our listeners back to, you know, just for one example of something that would be in a rabbinic source. Mm-hmm. We had talked at length, for example, about a lot of these female Shadim, mm-hmm. whose goal uh, in a lot of cases is to populate the other realms with more Shadim Yeah. by, you know, tricking human men, basically, right. into providing to them with the material. making little Shady Babies, yeah. Right. Um Right. Um, so and and also just in general, Shadim are trying to attack us. They are trying to hurt us. That's their task. Right. Um, so how they go about that with with whatever humans, you know, uh, are they are they actually interacting? That's something more for the folk tales. I think you'd find that more there. Is I guess mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. But it does happen. Yeah. Unfortunately, Right. Right okay so um
0: lord have mercy is the uh, <laughs> is the best translation of rachman
1: now in terms of those folk stories yes which i do want to separate that from the rabbinic literature and what i'm about to say sure there is likely to be some i don't know what to call it contamination let's say from christian sources <laughs> right let's,
0: let's be chill about it and um, just say contamination <laughs> <laughs> to the to the otherwise purity of Jewish tradition. <laughs> well, okay, I call fine. BS, but go ahead. Whatever.
1: So fine. Whatever word There's you want to use. There's cross pollination. There is fine.
0: a uh, a melting pot, as it were.
1: I prefer people
0: talk to each other and learn stuff from one another, and then it seeps into one another's traditions.
1: All I would like to do is acknowledge that possibility within the context of these folk tales. I don't totally. know if it's true. Yes nobody really does. I don't think. Yes. Um, I'm sure there are people who study that, you know, uh, but, uh, I'm not one of them. So, so I'm just saying that there's a possibility that there is some connection with the Christian sources. Mm-hmm. Sure. I would also say there are older sources than Christianity itself in which we find Shadim, mm-hmm. At least, you know, Christianity as it is, as it exists today. Mm-hmm. Um, within the Jewish sources, so it's also possible that the Christian sources got it from the Jewish ones. Yeah. So, you know, there's... Well, yeah, uh,
0: I mean, (laughs) yeah. uh So I just want
1: to say there's there's those possibilities, and I'm trying to answer the question as fully as I can. Right, absolutely.
0: Well, I think the other thing that we can touch on is, and we've talked a little bit about these stories, is that there are examples of humans kind of wrangling demons and forcing them to do the human's will. Mm -hmm. In order to achieve some goal, which isn't exactly like getting them to grant a wish, but it is harnessing that demon's power and abilities towards some, you know, desirable ends.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I I was thinking of the question in the sense of like, is the demon trying to get the human to do the demon's will? Mm -hmm. That's how I was answering it.
0: Mm hmm. We may have just answered two entirely different questions. I don't know. But regardless, um, Emil, cool question. Thank you so much for asking it. Hopefully this was moderately helpful. And if not, there is nothing, literally nothing I can do about that for you. (laughs) Great. So, Shade Throwers, if you have a question of your own, please send it in and we will chop it to bits and pretend we understand what you're asking. And. And say stuff into microphones. So um, catch us on Twitter at Throwing Shade, and we will uh, answer your question in a subsequent pod. Shade throwers, we're coming to the end of our time, but we're going to leave you with a quick action item. And this discussion of wings earlier in the pod reminded us of this story that a friend of ours told where uh, she took it upon herself to ask some of her women friends if they could change something about their bodies, what would they do? And the answers, as you might suspect, were things like, oh, my nose is too big or my thighs are too heavy or my tush is this or whatever, like whatever (laughs) nonsense things come out of our mouths when we're... Like you know, um, older and exposed to all of these terrible <laughs> images about what our bodies are supposed to look like, and then she asked her young daughters the same question, and these these little girls were four, five, six years old at the time. And they said things like, I would have wings. If I could change my body, I would have wings. Mm -hmm. And it was just such a beautiful and stark contrast from the way that her adult friends were thinking about their bodies and what it meant to change their bodies. And it was so beautiful and empowering and lovely to see. And so in the vein of wings as power, wings as protection, um, wings having many, many uses, and what they mean as extensions of our bodies and ourselves. Um, I hope that every single one of us can um, be proud of the body that God has given us, and you're beautiful just the way you are. Um, All like cutesiness aside, like it's just true. Um, So love yourself, honey. Um, And if uh, I, I, I would encourage you to think about that question um, and how you might metaphorically how would you use your wings, how you might metaphorically grow your own wings and how you would use them. So that's nice. Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. What would you do with your wings?
1: I would end this podcast. <laughs>
0: Y'all are amazing. Thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. We will catch you next time on Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology. Catch y'all later.